colleagues, hello friends, welcome to the unofficial podcast all about Hogswood Cooper Media. If you don't know, Hogswood Cooper is the international conglomerate that owns everything from coal mines to tech startups, news stations to casinos. Now, I don't work for HCM personally. I'm just their number one fan. And with this podcast, I'm on a mission. I want to interview folks who work in every subsidiary of this remarkable company. So join me, won't you? I'm Dean Ardenfeld, and this is The Corporation. My first guest is the Southeastern Regional Manager of FactSwap Publishing, a unique educational publishing solution that works directly with legislators, parent groups, and schools in order to update textbooks, removing sections that contain uncomfortable content and replacing those sections with more palatable information. In her spare time, she makes her own fireworks. Please welcome Lola Davenpeck. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you, Lola? Oh, I'm, I'm pleased as peaches to be here, Dean. Well, it's great to have you. So what a unique and interesting uh, company this is. This is, rather than replacing textbooks sort of whole cloth, you go in there and pull straight out of the binding sections of the textbook and pop stuff right back in. Yeah, I mean, if you would imagine um, history is ever-changing and we need to go back in, we need to go sure. back into those textbooks yeah. and take out what is factually wrong. Sure, sure. And what is factually wrong, how is that established? Who establishes that? Um, well, uh, me and the other regional managers, mm. and, um, you know, we get a lot of feedback from um, groups. You know, uh, mm. they're called constituent groups. Sure. And we get feedback uh, from, from parents, from the NRA. Okay. Um, yeah, from, from those type of groups. Yeah. And I, I can't really name them all uh, because right. client privilege. Sure. Um, but we're a very open, open corporation, so we want to hear from the people about uh, what they think right. our kids should be learning. So smart, so smart. And uh, you know, I heard some criticism that you know you're uh, that you know from from county to county, state to state, and sometimes even town to town, some of the same textbooks will be uh, completely different because of what uh, legislators and parents want in those textbooks, right? Exactly. Like one kid can be in a. Pentecostal County, mm, mm. Uh, Pennsylvania, mm, sure. and the other could be right next door in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Right, sure. And that one little girl named uh, Cindy could be learning that, uh, you know what, the sky isn't blue. Right. I mean, uh, you, you go all the way to sky blue. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, little Harry in Harrisburg. Harry in Harrisburg. Sure. Could be learning that uh, the earth actually is flat. Right, right. Do you ever uh, do you ever wrestle with the fact that like I mean I know in this day and age you know facts are malleable and of course who can prove anything right but like do you ever think to yourself oh well this thing I'm putting in a textbook is obviously not true you know what, do you do you ever wrestle with that me no you know personally no personally I, mean, that's, I guess that's why you have the job you do personally no and um, I like to believe that um, everything is subjective right. Right. You right. know, and I have higher ups. I'm mm. a regional manager. Okay. I'm sure. just a regional manager, Dean. So yeah. I have higher ups who make those uh, decisions and I mm. implement the decisions. Sure. Sure. So it's like, it's, uh, it's not on me. It's, uh, it's always somebody. I'm a middleman. Right. Right. A middle woman. 
Okay, great. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what are some of uh, the other things that you have, like anything pop into your head? Like, oh yeah, I remember removing this part or putting in this part. Like what are some of the more interesting things you're putting in books? Yeah, I mean, I remember removing that um, actually uh, the slaves that came across mm. wanted to come. Wow. You removed that or put that in? No, I, I put that in. I removed oh, wow. that they were slaves and um, I put in... <laughs> Wow. That they actually wanted to come wow. to this country. Wow. And you don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Again, everything is subjective. Sure. History yeah. is subjective. That's what I say every morning when I wake up and when my feet hit the bed at night, I repeat it. When the, your feet hit the bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's a, I, I feel like the f I have heard that phrase differently, but... Uh, Everything subjective. subjective. Yeah, I could have learned that some different way than you did one town over from me. Uh, wow, incredible. So, and, and is it the highest bidder? Like, who gets to decide, you know, when something gets changed and what it gets changed to? I mean, I don't know if you've heard about how, this is a good, really good parallel. I don't know if you've heard about how Congress works. Um, I know very little about it. Yeah, um, so corporations have lobbyists, sure. and they pay those people a ton of money hmm. to go in there and say, you know what, I want that taken out of that piece of legislation. Hmm. I want that put into that piece of legislation. Wow. Very, very similar. Very similar in the educational textbook world. So inspiring how our democracy works, isn't it? It's just amazing that it, even, that it functions like that. Yeah, I mean, when I go to the ballot box, I know I'm checking off who I think will listen to the lobbyists that I want them to listen to. Right, you're not just uh, you're not just electing a representative who you think is going to do what you want. You're counting on them being influenced by lobbyists that want what you want. Yeah, and so in a way, I'm like a congresswoman. Oh, in a I way, love I love I'm that. in the swamp, if you will. I mean, if you want to put yourself down as a congresswoman in any textbook, you have that power. Oh, yeah. As long as your bosses are okay with it, obviously. Lola Davenpeck, elected to the 65th district. I mean, look at you. It's it's writing itself right now. Wow. I, like, what if I wanted to put something in a textbook in a specific county? Just me, Dean Ardenfell. If I wanted to write like a little paragraph, take something out, put something in. We would do a background check on you, okay. um, including uh, information into your um, bank account. Sure. Yeah, I was looking at the, there's an application online too, and there's, you have to put down your super PAC and like all these other things, right? Yeah, so I, don't, I, don't I mean, that, if you have holdings in any company, mm, yeah, if yeah. you have offshore accounts, we want to know. Wow. Um, but also, I mean, Dean, this, I, I probably shouldn't be saying this, mm. but there's some applications that just go into a dark hole that we never see yeah. because they just don't meet the income requirements. That makes sense. So yeah. for you... I probably end up in that dark hole. Yeah. I often do. Yeah. Um, so if you, uh, uh, do you ever think about the, the children who are growing up with some of this information being so subjective and, you know, like what happens when those children become adults and they grow up thinking that slavery was a choice and, you know, wh what happens then when they go out there in the world, and they start influencing other people. Aren't, are you concerned about that? I mean, I think that's what America's all about. True. Yes. I mean, it, what is America? Except for a country full of people with their own uh, sort of faulty opinions 
Yes, exactly. I mean, we, we don't yeah. we don't want a majority to take over and and and, oh, and put see. policies against the masses. That's exactly what we don't want. So, right. um, if we can start young, if we yeah. can start young with people, um, you know, learning certain things and really believing them to their core and being mm. really close minded, why not? You want to fragment all of these opinions so that there are so many opinions that they can't collectively come together into any kind of political will. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So. Wow. Uh, that the top can remain the top. Wow. It's incredible that you do everything you do. It's so inspiring. Dean, am I giving away too much information? No, I love seeing how the sausage is made. That's why I have this podcast. Um, And you make your own fireworks. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it goes hand in hand. It's like, uh, am I blowing up a textbook? Yes. Am I blowing up my neighbor's yard? Yes. I mean, hand in hand, hobby, employment. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I never would have thought of it that way. You're kind of blowing up. Yeah. You're, I mean, you are a destructive force one way or the other. Yeah. And that's why I was recruited. Uh, I, maybe they even saw my homemade fireworks and were like, that Lola could be the southeastern regional right. manager. I mean, I did see, I saw a little bit of YouTube a video where you were demonstrating these fireworks that you made. And you were testing them on small live animals. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if they, they saw that and they were like, oh, this is a person without any compunction about doing the thing that is needed, you know? Yeah, no and what. to be clear, Dean, these were animals I, I found out and about. Right, they're I, not I, pets. They're not Yeah, I pets. didn't buy them from, from a store. I'm animals not, you found. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not a monster, Dean. Sure, sure, I get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we got to move on here. Well, folks, my second guest today can see into the future. And he wants to take us there even faster. That doesn't make much sense, does it? But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Attention all school personnel. Facts are changing. What was considered a fact yesterday, vaccines are safe. Racism is systemic. Dinosaurs existed. Maybe an evil lie that's illegal to teach your children today. But you don't want to buy brand new textbooks for your school every time the facts change, right? That's why you need FactSwap Publishing. Using our sophisticated adhesive reversing technology, we carefully remove the offending pages from the spines of your school's textbooks, replacing them with the newest information deemed to be true by your congressional representatives and their corporate donors. In just 48 hours, we can have all non-facts in your school's textbooks removed and replaced with new ones. You'll save hundreds on replacement books. Not to mention the associated fines and bail you may incur if you are prosecuted for teaching outmoded truths. Order now and we'll even throw in our font matching feature absolutely free. Contact us today. FactSwap Publishing. Let us handle the truth. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay. We've been talking to Lola Davenpeck from FactSwap Publishing, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogsworth Cooper. He's the CEO of Steal the Future, Inc., a small robotics firm that recently came under fire, literally when its signature ambulatory robot, Steve-17, got access to a semi-automatic pistol and began firing indiscriminately on its human masters. Steve-17 was brought under control, and my guest is here to tell us all about some terrific AI advancements. Uh, that Steal the Future has been making. He's a fascinating guy and a regional parkour champ. Please welcome Smash Raskeen. 
Dean, happy to be here. Thanks oh for having gosh. me. Oh, what a cool name. Smash. Is that a nickname or a given name? It's not. My father is a Smash Raskin Sr. So oh, wow. I'm a, yeah, You're a junior. This, Very junior. cool. Yeah, Very yeah. cool. Uh, now, we should say, thankfully, no one was hurt in this incident that I, uh, you know, I talked about before. Uh, no one was fatally hurt uh, is how we gotcha. yeah, have left that. You, you qualify it with that one little word there. Great. But you, but I'm assuming that you've, you've uh, the robot has no longer has access to weapons, right? No, nothing with uh, bullets in it. No, not right. anymore. Swords right. and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So, yeah. how did it happen? I mean, I, I, I hate to I hate to belabor the point because I know that you got so much more to offer than just this one thing. But how did it happen? <clears throat> well, basically, uh, Dean, me and a couple buddies, we were uh, you know closing up a shop at Steal the Future as yeah. we do most nights, and uh, we just thought it'd be really fun to uh, mm. see if Steve. It's actually Steve One Seven is what we call Steve, Steve Seventeen is gotcha. what everybody else mistake, says. Yeah. Well, the media has mixed that up, but sure, uh, sure. we thought Steve One Seven would have a good time, uh, just like shooting some guns off, some semi-automatic pistols, nothing too dangerous or anything like mm-hmm. that. And uh, sure enough, you know, uh, he he did begin firing uh, uh, at some of my peers mm. and myself, but uh, I would like to just reiterate one more time that he was indiscriminately shooting at us. So. He was not gotcha. aiming at any specific one of no one who he didn't care how poorly we treated him. He was shooting at all okay, of us. Great. Yeah, that's good to know, because, you know, it would be one thing if he had the intelligence to be able to, like, uh, discriminate between those who had mistreated him and those who hadn't. But yeah. you're saying humans. He was just looking for a human target. Yeah, my, 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 my buddy Brian is the worst to Steve 17. So I thought for sure he would be shooting for Brian. But yeah, he actually yeah. shot my buddy Tom like three more times. So. Wow. Uh, wow. That's uh, that's uh, I mean, it's terrifying. Um. What do you say to people who's, who, I mean, like, obviously you have removed uh, access to firearms uh, from Steve 17's, uh, you know, uh, it, it purview here. But how, so it, it has been pointed out that your robots really possess, like, the knowledge and the motivation to be able to build their own weapons. Yeah, actually, it's funny because the reason we started this whole thing was to create robots that could create robots so we wanted right. we wanted to cut ourselves out of the equation sort of so to smart, speak smart just let the robots build themselves yeah. and it for a while was going really well so this was a real setback yeah 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 so like once you give a robot a blueprint on how to build another robot it's not hard for them to extrapolate how maybe a handgun would be made right it, yes yeah and, yeah and also to turn the handguns onto the the people who uh, right. created them right yeah. yeah i mean a best case scenario would be they make their own pistols and they turn them on each other but that's not happening well that's what we were hoping for actually yeah. we thought it'd be oh, really, really cool like a little uh, irobot situation there like to plug my favorite film but uh so that is actually that brings me to a, a really important question that i had was what is the 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 sort of like um what what's the goal of steal the future as a company because it seems a little a little a little fuzzy to you know uh i'm glad you asked that uh we we often try to uh, clear that up basically with steal the future we did not want we're not literally trying to steal the future, you know? We're trying to create a future in which robots can steal it from us. And I think that is just an entirely different thing and really not that bad if you sit down and think about it. Yeah, so I I am thinking about it, and I'm I'm trying to find the, the... the positive side of like, what if we just hand over control of everything to a robot population that we've somehow created? Uh, what, what are the benefits to that? I mean, basically, that we kind of just get to hang back at that point. You know, it, ideally, they are okay. not, there's no animosity towards us. Right. Uh, we could just, I guess in my mind, it goes humans up top, mm. robots that we created second, robots that they created third. So, okay. All right. So, I, yeah. what happens if robots that you created and robots that they created supersede the human on that chart? Well, I think in a lot of ways they are smarter, stronger, and better than us. But one thing that we have done is we have 
made them incredibly slow walkers. So we yeah, right. we we walk much faster, and they see that every day. So it's not yeah. So that's that's a deliberate uh, impediment that you're engineering into them, right? Because yes. you, I mean, you do uh, regional parkour championships. You know how to move around. Exactly. That's I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because yeah. I talk about it a lot, and yeah. uh, basically that was in my mind something that would help. Uh, myself as a human and hopefully others that you know read my books or fo- follow listen to my podcast sure. um and they start doing parkour, parkour at home that's what i really want um because yeah, yeah. i think humans learn parkour robots walk slow that's how it should be okay. and that gotcha. way humans will stay on top yeah um have you considered the fact that like when you create a self like learning organism that they might learn parkour and get faster you know, it wasn't an issue at first, and then... Oh, it is an issue now. Well, I started doing parkour a lot at the office, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, these robots were really impressed. They were clapping oh, and so stuff. they were watching and learning from you. <laughs> I sh- I, and in retrospect, I shouldn't have let them watch and yeah. enjoy it, but... Uh, I was I was having fun. I got yeah, caught yeah. up. I, I mean, you are uh, famously like obsessed with parkour. Like I listen to your podcast, yes, yeah. Hardcore. It is very, uh, it's you're very into it. Right? Yes, yeah. Not, we, I, I'm yeah. a hardcore fan. I would yeah. say, and that's how we thought of the name. So very cool, very cool. Uh, so you uh, you also have a couple of contracts going with police departments and military branches and stuff. That I mean, people are getting alarmist about that. Uh, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Well, I mean, we created a new sort of design after the whole Steve One Seven incident. Steve One Eight. Where uh, he has um, po- like a police baton, so it's not. Uh, there's no bullets. Like I said, we're sure. we're, we're doing away with that. Yep, and uh, yep. he, uh, I think it'll be like sort of a like a British police force. They'll have the batons, yeah, and yeah, right. we can bring that to America. Maybe I don't know. It would have be... you considered? It does feel like. I mean, I'm on your side. Absolutely. I think you're doing great, great work here. Like it does seem to me that each thing you invent, it's sort of like you invent something with the capability of mass destruction, and then you try to hobble it. Have we considered just not creating something quite so dangerous to begin with? You know, at times, yes, but at Steel the Future, that is really what we're all about. Sure, is yeah, right. Why would you create anything, like, deliberately not as cool? Yeah, and we do, uh, we, you know, we make them necessary modifications mm. to uh, make them slow or whatever, and then we uh, can still win in like a race or something amazing amazing i mean what uh, so uh uh what do you think of this lola like because you're both sort of like creating something that didn't exist before by like kind of altering things right like are are, are you what do you feel about what smash is up to here i love the potential you love the potential yeah. I, I love the potential I, I mean i see i see a future where um you know anti-abortion activists can uh, pay for 25 percent of the robots in schools that are teaching our kids oh wow and then the anti-history activists can pay for 25 percent of the teachers in in one school district so you're in your world and uh the see if you see if you follow me here smash uh the teachers would be like steve one nine steve two zero uh, right, and and that they would be funded. Those robots, the development of those robots, would be funded by special interest groups. That's exactly what I'm talking. I see great potential. I'm so glad I'm getting to meet Smash. So today. we're looking to put yeah, right. like robots with known, like with known problems with firing indiscriminately upon human beings into classrooms. Right. I mean, I think that would have I mean, to he be... He basically invented a robot school shooter, and you want to put him in classrooms? Well, now, we did not go through with that one. This just <laughs> turned into something similar. Well, I mean, the indiscriminate firing upon human yeah, beings. Yeah, yeah. If you put that in a school, it becomes... Uh, a, I uh, see the parallel. All right. I have to say about that is that our kids are trained now. Our, our kids are trained now right, to go right, through those right, drills. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if Steve to point two zero uh yeah did that i mean they're trained sure 
Yeah. Yeah, we don't usually put points in the names, but uh, we'll think about it. Yeah. Oh, the media. Just they get it all wrong all the, all the time. And I just want to say, Lola, yeah, sure. uh, I, I noticed you have incredibly cut biceps, and I hope that you uh, consider parkour just uh, as a, uh, a hobby that would accommodate you physically, but also something that could give you an upper hand sure. uh, in case anything goes wrong with anything else we're working on. So Smart. Although, you know, Lola also has a, a def- uh, other defense, which is uh, homemade fireworks, right? Oh, I, I mean, I'm all about just making my life uh, defensible. Mm. And I think you can see that in I my mean, work. I think there's a lot of your life that you could argue is not defensible. But uh, physically, you're talking about. F- physically, I make my life yeah. very defensible. Sure, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm so glad to meet Smash because now I'm going to have a new hobby of parkour. Mm. And I'm also Excellent. excited to tell my higher ups again because I'm just a regional manager. Yeah. Tell my higher ups about his robots. And Smash, would you consider using some of these fireworks in some of the design of your... Absolutely, yeah. I think there's a lot of potential with these robots and some explosives. That does not fall under the category of bullets, which is what we stand against right, uh, now right. at Steel the Future. So, And it uh, would be cool. It I mean, would be cool. I mean, yeah. And uh, after hours, you know, who's to say what me and my buddies will do with the robots? I don't know. That sounded <laughs> weird, but just strictly dangerous, not sexual. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm envisioning a lab, like a lab with a, f- a really cool humanoid robot that's like shooting off fireworks and stuff and, uh, you know, doing parkour all over the room. And, well, and you're just you're just going, this is cool. I hope it doesn't get out, you know? That sound, that is no, it a, is going to get out into our schools. Oh, thing. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> of course, as an educational tactic, yeah. <clears throat> great, great. Well, <laughs> any other last mi- last thoughts that we, anything else we missed that you want to talk about? I just want to say that if I said anything um, that was too revealing about how my company operates, mm. uh, uh, maybe don't use my name, but um, it's okay. It's sure. okay. Um, I would be happy to, if you want to just, uh, I'll, I'll run this podcast by you, Lola, before I put it out there. And if you want to take out any sections and put in anything you want to put in, that you're welcome to do that. That's my MOD. Great. <laughs> Dean, I actually have the opposite concern. If I was not uh, detailed or, uh, you know, giving away enough things about my company, please read my blog or, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, go to my website, follow my journey, buy my biography, anything. Yeah. <laughs> Smash yeah. Reskins. I did uh, notice re- that, real like, life. That, that you have a blog and where you've detailed very precisely how to three. 3d print your own gun and i know i know that your robots are able to read that blog like it's they're taking in that data well yeah they're, they're they do the proofreading so yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah so so good luck with that is all yeah. i have to say thank you lola davenpeck was played by kate farley she is a hilarious improviser that frequently appears on vermont comedy club's thursday show mothra smash raskeen was played by liam welsh a very funny stand-up comedian who performs all over New England. He has been a finalist in the Vermont's Funniest Comedian Contest, and he co-hosts a show at Lincoln's in Burlington called Free Stuff. Check it out. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfeld. Follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, Fans of the Corporation. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And while you're at it, maybe write us a nice review. The Corporation is a production of Unicow Media, the official tiny little podcast network of Vermont Comedy Club located in beautiful Burlington, Vermont.